Recently, too many things have happened in the world. Losing the life we used to living, adjusting to a new lifestyle for all the musicians, and experiencing the loss of social connection we used to have. I think it's time to talk about releasing some repressed emotions that might have buried deeply inside of us and causing unnecessary physical discomfort and psychological impact on us. Hi, this is your host Amy Wang Hiller, bringing you another solo episode of Thrive Extreme Musician Podcast. This is a weekly podcast where we dive into the personal development as musicians to create a healthy living with mental clarity and vibrancy. My goal is to provide musicians healthy tools and wisdoms to help you thrive in personal and professional life. During last week's interview with Dr. Anna Alin, one of the topics around embracing our emotions has inspired me to dive deeper today and bring you some tools to safely recognize and release those emotions. So, when is last time you had a good cry? For me, in years past, I couldn't even tell whether my tears were genuine sadness or putting on a show to counter a situation. Before you hear my story and the ways that I overcome this problem, let's take a minute to talk about one of the best learning communities I found that has expanded my creative outlet to express my thoughts and emotions way beyond just music. Skillshare is an online learning community for creators around the world. They offer thousands of classes from arts crafts to productivity tools, lifestyles, and even classes on art therapies and therapeutic art journaling. I have been using Skillshare to rediscover my hobby in a Illustration as a fun and calming tool for my self-care. It's very helpful to channel my creative energy through creative writing, and I know you will too. You can also learn about marketing, building better website, creating your own online classes. Use my referral link you can find in the description. Offers you a two-month free premium Skillshare, so you can learn any topics and skills you want for two entire months, completely free. If you are considering signing up for their membership, I also have a link for 30% off their annual subscription. You can cancel it any time with a single click. But those skills you have learned will always be with you whenever you need them. So please follow the links in the show notes to your two-month free trial or 30% off their annual subscription. This will let Skillshare know that I sent you and will really help support this podcast. Now let's dive into today's topic. So why did I actually have a problem with repressed emotion? I wasn't growing up in a typical Chinese parenting style, which some parents tell kids that it's bad to be overly emotional or crying. My parents were very open-hearted and genuine people, especially my mom. She won't hide her emotions around us, although she's a very positive person. If she wants to cry, she would never hold it back. But I did not inherit that side of personality growing up. Things to do with emotions, I'm more like my dad. But besides the genetics, I have to say that growing up. As a single child living in a very small apartment without my own bedroom and personal space, has really made me hide a lot of thoughts and feelings internally. Doesn't matter if it's the society had taught me crying is a weakness or feeling self-conscious around crying in front of people because the embarrassing red puffy eyes or just my own awkwardness around people. I decided it was a dumb thing to cry during my second grade. I clearly remember myself fell down and scraped my knees after the school one day when that sudden sharp pain hit. Instead of letting my tear naturally come down, I told everyone that I was okay. Not only was I trying to not limp. I skipped like nothing had happened. Internally, I was so proud of myself for being like a superhero who can tolerate pain and act super strong. But is that true? 
true. Now this thought pattern has gradually manifested in other parts of my life. Particularly my emotional life. I realized over the years, even when I experienced breakup, left home to study abroad by myself, I was subconsciously holding myself together and squashed down all those uncomfortable feelings. It became a habit and my second nature. So when it's time for me to show my vulnerability in front of my bestie or my boyfriend at the time, it's so hard to get in touch with my actual feelings to a point that I had to use yarning to squeeze out a couple tears. It made me look like a manipulative person, but I was just trying to be a normal human being in a situation that I thought it needed me to cry. I remember seeing my orchestra friend crying after almost every concert in Aspen. I was first concerned but amazed. I felt a bit jealous and wondered how did she just easily let her tears come out. I know if that happened to me, I must have felt really embarrassed. But the way she was so comfortable with. With herself showing her emotions did not make the situation awkward at all. Through the last couple years of therapy, self-discovery, I have gradually got better at showing my emotions. Maybe not so much on crying, but definitely no longer burying my feelings to the point that they exploded on me. And I was finally feeling the emotional bond with others without getting all awkward and pretending. There is some interesting facts about crying, though. We often associate tears and crying with negative emotions, but many times crying comes from happy emotions. Tears also show others that we are vulnerable, and vulnerability is critical to human connection. So a good cry evidently leads to catharsis, and one of the positive effects of crying also. As a process of release, gives enough time to sink in the things that we experienced while building the communications and bonds with others. The professor of psychology at the University of South Florida, Jonathan Rodenberg, has stated in one of his emotion research. Crying signals to yourself and other people that there is some important problem that is at least temporarily beyond your ability to cope. So if we are not allowing the rich emotions, whether joy or sadness, to be naturally overflow through tears, instead we press down and stuff all the emotions in that tiny little space of our heart. The rebound can be a lot harder to deal with than the initial feelings. Instead of showing up emotionally, the repressed emotions that did not get to process properly can show up as a range of physical symptoms as well, and that can be confusing for a lot of us. This is even more prominent. In musicians, but you might say that I have talked about how musicians tend to feel a wider range of emotions than others in my first episode. Although we express our feelings through the forms of our music, we don't really share all of our feelings with our peers because of us participating frequently in competitions, auditions. We actually encounter disappointment a lot more often than people in some other industries. If you are a professional musician. I guarantee that you have encountered some rejections or failure from an audition, or putting a hundred percent of your effort but did not win the competition. If so. How did you feel? Although it's upsetting, I noticed myself still smiling in front of the rest of the participants or judges, or brushing it off with statements like "Well, I didn't play too well," or "It's okay, now I get to move on." In front of my friends and families, it seems like this is the norm. We should just not be bothered because we are professionals and dealing with rejections all the time. But those feelings of disappointment or sadness are just as valid 
as anyone else's. I'm definitely one of those who likes to normalize not only positive but also negative emotional experiences. As some people call it, overly optimistic. Being positive is good, but it's actually necessary for us to subjectively look at those negative emotional experiences, like failing. In audition, making a mistake in a concert, receiving harsh criticism from your peers or mentors. If we keep those feelings hidden, those continuously repressed feelings can resurface in a form of physical problems like muscle tension or pain. I have seen a lot of musician friends with tensed up bow arm postures, or those tensions become the default mode when we start to perform. It also correlates with digestive problems or sleep issues. If it's that problematic. How can we actually release them? Now, first, we have to recognize our emotional repression. Often, we don't really know, aware, recognize that we were suppressing our feelings. Once they are hidden up, it's even harder to detect. So, recognize that emotions can be the most important part of those steps. Now, does any of these statements fit what you have been feeling? Have you feel stressed, nervous, but don't really know why? Or have you felt calm and content most of the time? But when your friend tell you You their feelings or anxiety, you started to feel uncomfortable. That can be a big sign that their expression has stirred up something inside of you, particularly your repressed emotions. When others ask you how are you feeling, there is a sense of need to escape that situation. Or if you realize your thoughts suddenly jumped to another different topics, purposely try to get away from addressing or acknowledging these bubbling up emotions. Or do you feel hard to build stronger, deeper, meaningful relationship? Or feeling isolated and lonely because we are not opening up our heart to others if we're not even doing so to ourselves. This can. Be situation like instead of expressing what I really want, I just went along with others' preference. Or you might come out as being manipulated, crying for the reason that I have to cry because the situation feels like to. And we might act like a sociable person, spending times with other people, but in reality, we are just trying to avoid the time being alone and dealing with our uncomfortable emotions. Now, if you have clearly recognized the existence of your repressed emotions, we need. Need to find a way to release in a safe and positive manner. First and foremost, I think talking to a counselor or a therapist can be very helpful in so many ways. Do you know it's actually required for therapists or psychologists to have their own regular therapy session for processing their feelings? I think it's very valuable to invest in some talking therapy sessions. Even if we don't feel like we are suffering from any mental conditions, they provide you a safe space for you to talk, so you don't feel being judged. When emotions come at you in a negative form, like anxiety, sadness, angers, we aren't feeling comfortable, especially alone by ourselves. So knowing someone is on your side with no judgment can lead to the first step of acknowledging our feelings. And those counselors can see it from an outside perspective, easier to pinpoint the blind spot you might missed in your own thinking, call out the nonsense that your mind is trying to allude you towards. So gradually, you can understand better, increase your awareness around those unnoticeable emotions that sneak their way into your life. Those people who are trained in psychology can guide you towards a positive thinking, bring you tools to properly process those emotions. But we don't always have access. Access every day to those professionals. What do we do now? So I think body scan is a very useful method. 
to tune in with our internal feelings. It's a form of meditation, but we have to really set a time, just turn off our phone, create a distraction-free sacred space, breathe deeply, and start scanning through our body. Where do I feel in my body that are a bit tensed? Feeling the blank I am dealing with, anxiety around my chest, muscle tension around shoulder, tightness around my jaw or cheeks. That's where I will feel when I feel upset, noticing them. They're just like kids, giving them proper acknowledgement instead of pushing them away. Say thank you to your emotions. They make you human and bring you beautiful contrasts in your emotional life. So show your anxiety, sadness, your gratitude, Thank them for showing up so that your life isn't just in one single color. Now, imagine that sunlight warmly hugging your body, and those tensed up muscles feels like soap bubbles, slowly dissolving and slowly melting away. Do that to each part of your body until they are completely relaxed. If it's sadness, disappointment, I learned over the past year that I would just submerge myself completely in it. Set a timer, completely let go for a minute or two. Why don't you just let yourself cry, sob, whatever you feel like? Once I calmed down after that minute, there was that sudden peacefulness as that weight just lifted off me. Now I want you to come back to scan through your body again. Bring the breathing back to normal, and checking with yourself. Do I feel a little bit more relaxed, centered, calm? Next time you experience that similar tension in your body again, or that agitation around you, you know there's no need to suppress them down. Just go through these steps, acknowledge, lean to it, melt it away with our slow and deep breathings, and show them some love, acceptance, and gratitude. Of course, journal is always another best way to deeply connect our feelings. We always tend to consume content more than we create. As musicians, we do create in the sense of our own artwork, but in terms of understanding the emotions so that we release them in a positive way, I don't think most of us are intentionally doing so. I notice some days that I just glue onto my social media, reading books, watching videos. Even it's on personal development, but they are all input. To have a better sense of our own feelings, we need a balance between the input of information and the output of our thoughts. So, using journal as a source of output to express ourselves in a detailed format, to gain clarity of who we are, how we are feeling, and what we can say to ourselves to show self-compassion and love. Even if we create music with our authentic feelings, they are in a very abstract form. So, try to use words, writing, to free your emotions and lift them up. With gratitude and compassion, I want to end our topic today with quotes from Elizabeth Gilbert's book "E Pray Love." Do not apologize for crying. Without this motion, we are only robots. You are, after all, what you think. Your emotions are the slaves to your thoughts, and you are the slave to your emotions. 
Lastly, I want to add to the last quote that you don't need to be slaved by your emotions. Emotion is energy in motion; they won't stay forever. By allowing them to move, you can actually free yourself from them. I really hope you find today's episode helpful. Check out the blog post for this episode at amywangweiling.com/podcast and subscribe to my podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and whatever podcast platform you use. And please download this episode. It means the world to me if you can leave a review on iTunes and share the biggest takeaway with your friends and families. And if you have any thoughts on today's episode or topic that you would like me to further discuss, email me at thrivexdrive@gmail.com. Make sure to check out the link in the description. Description for the Skillshare two-month free trial, so you can use the weekend to learn some creative hobbies and release your emotions through different forms of art. For our next week, we have Dr. Renee Paul Cartier, the creator of Mind Over Finger podcast, on our show. So I will talk to you guys next week.